Welcome to Source Not Found, a show about the worst versions of your favorite things. Every other week, we talk about an IP, franchise, or fandom based solely through their side projects, sequels, or spinoffs. My name is Bo Woodall, and if you come at me, I'm just going to throw Baby Moses right at your face. And I'm Brandon June, and I'm basically Arlie Ermey in Full Metal Jacket when it comes to this game. How many cows are you carrying, Private? Five cows? I didn't know they stacked shit that high. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this week we're, we're covering Bible Adventures because it is our New Year's revelations. We're covering the Bible, people. So, Sourcing the Bible. Yeah, I was going to say, Brandon, we're, we're getting back into original Source Not Found territory. Uh, I know you're a religion scholar. I've never read the Bible. I was a uh, Southern Christian boy who never really got thrown into the Bible except for the random songs we had to sing and the random Sunday school things that I was taught until I hit college. Got it. Um, well, first, a uh, scholar is... <laughs> let's, not, let's not go that far. I, I took a lot of English classes as an English major, and then there was a lot of overlap, and at one point, it was like, you know, you're most of the way towards a, another degree here based on just like your particular interest at the moment. Why not just go for it? Um, but no real expertise. But I think more so than the college courses, I did have a lot of, uh, a lot of church going in my youth. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I had a lot of church going, but I was never necessarily I never I never felt welcomed because I asked a lot of questions. And they never seem to like those. Yeah, they don't they don't care for those. I was more of the type that was like, uh, if God forgives everyone, why is there a hell at all? And that becomes a problem when they're like, excuse me, young boy, you should leave. Oh, see, at my little Baptist church, that was that was the first maybe leg of my journey. Um, if you asked a question like that, they just made you feel like you were a big old sinner and you were going straight to hell. and. It scared the questions out of you pretty quick. The, the questions came back with a vengeance. I want to say we were going to an evangelical church, uh, maybe like, this is like late middle school, I want to say, maybe into the beginning of high school. Sure. The end of it. And I remember there was a traveling, a visiting pastor that came, and I remember him saying something like, he's talking about devil worship across the world, and he was talking about how the swastika shows up in like Buddhism. And like just throughout like certain religions, like in like in Indian iconography. Yeah, and he was like, it's, and a, that just, it's a pretty big deal, actually. Y yeah. And I remember him saying like, and that just shows you that the devil has like thoroughly infiltrated all of these other religions. Like it even like the Nazis were tapping into the devil. And I remember thinking like, I know enough to know this is absolute horse shit. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, at, at that point, I would have to be like, so what you're telling me is the Nazis came before Hinduism? I mean, it's like conflating two different symbols, and it's not even the idea like the Nazis seized upon a pre-existing symbol. It was like, oh, no, this is proof that they're all linked to the devil because they all share this devil sign. This oh, is a, Jesus. a mark of the devil Re that's like uh. longstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, just ahistorical, just absolute garbage. That's the whole what uh, correlation is not causation sort of thing. Like there is, in, in fact, there is neither of those things. There is neither correlation nor causation. 
Yeah, I think like probably the biggest contributor to me just like like Homer Simpson backing into the bushes away from Christianity was honestly just being like absolutely obsessed with anime and Japan at the time. Like you're hitting me in the the peak Japanophile phase of my life. And so I was like also interested in like Zen. I was getting interested in like Japanese religions like Shintoism and Zen Buddhism. And then this pastor comes and he says, hey, by the way, that's linked to the devil. And I'm just like, you don't see a you don't see a bad word about Japan. I so so help me God, so help me your God. I will. So that's uh. Yeah. My mine was when they told me that D and D was going to send me to hell. Ooh, that's yeah, yeah. It was Harry Potter. That was another. Harry one. Potter was also another one. But when I at that age, during that time, you did not fuck with me. And Harry Potter or Dungeons and Dragons, and they <laughs> fucked with both. Now I was like, "All right, dudes, you gotta walk." I'm sorry. You know, it's it's funny. It's like how many other children are just like uh, former Christians or people that might have been turned onto the path. You just hit them in the nerd. You hit them in the nerd, and you know, I guess this is a this is a game that tried to correct that. Like, what if we brought them into the nerd? What if we got them in their nerd? Guys, this, in that way. this is a video game that tried to bring you to the nerd. And as it is a video game, we are covering it in our normal uh, five-tier fashion. Narrative structure, gameplay, visuals, sound, and fun factor. So let's talk a little bit about the game before we jump into narrative structure. Bible Adventures, released in 1991. That's a hell of a time to be released. Mm. It, I mean, it is a hell of a time. There's a lot going on. I mean, that's the year that Super Nintendo debuted. Yeah. Which, thankfully, all you SNES gamers like myself, uh, don't worry. You escaped. You fully escaped the clutches of Bible Adventures on the NES. Congratulations. Yeah. They didn't port it to the SNES. It was just an NES game. Uh, 91 is kind of a slow year for the Nintendo Entertainment System. In the U.S., there wasn't like a whole lot of good shit that year. I was looking through it like we got Batman, Return of the Joker. We got a bunch of licensed shit like Home Alone, RoboCop 2, The Hunt for Red October, Monopoly. Uh, there was The Simpsons, Bart versus the Space Mutants game, which I, I didn't have an NES, but I had a neighbor with that game. And I remember multiple times trying to make sense of it um, I, and I, couldn't I, really. I, I'm going to have to stop you real fast. Maybe I looked at the wrong article, but I, I, I pulled up a couple articles. There are a few key games that came out in 91. What you got? Uh, Street Fighter 2. Did that get an NES game? NES port? No, no, I'm talking about games in general. Oh, okay, okay. So we looked at this a different way. I'm excited to hear your list, because I didn't remind myself of the 91 games. So I was only looking at games on the NES to keep it fair. Oh, like no, Bible no, no, Ventures, no. what are you going up against? Like, we're there at the... But we're not there at the game store. I was about to say we're there at the game store, but no. Um, this game by Wisdom Tree, the Christian video game developer, it is not a licensed Nintendo game. Um, it did not get the Nintendo seal of approval. They had to sell it through Christian booksellers. It was one of the first to do so, right? Yeah. Um, and they, had a, they continued to do this. Uh, they continued to just not get their games licensed and just sell them throughout other retailers. And they used like a... Uh, they used a voltage spike kind of mechanism to kind of bypass the lockout chip on the system. Yeah. So that it would work. Did you see how many copies this reportedly sold in Christian bookstores at the time? What do we got? 350,000 copies. 
Mm. Reported. How many of those were? How many of those were requested by the children who received them? None. Absolutely none. <laughs> Absolutely none. So, three hundred fifty thousand copies of this game were reportedly sold in Christian bookstores across the country when this came out. Now, nineteen ninety one. Other games that were released in ninety one. Street Fighter Two won Game of the Year that year. Possibly one of the greatest fighting games of all time. It's up there. I mean, uh, a lot of people, if you go on Street Fighter, they'd probably go Third Strike, but uh, the original, right? The OG, for yeah. sure. Street Fighter, Truly important. The Street Fighter 2 is, is top notch. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog came out in 91. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time came out in 1991. And my personal favorite, and the reason this game lost points for me, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past came out mm. in 1991. It was just a great year to be in the arcades, to be on your, your Master System, your Genesis, your Super Nintendo. Not so great on the NES. I mean, we're in, it's pretty late, right? We're at the end of the life's, life cycle. There's just not a lot left in this thing. And so it was a lot of shit like I found that I was listing, and uh, shit like this. That was too shitty to even be included. This in the this was a games. rough. This was a rough get. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert: these scores are going to be low. It. This is a game. So we were talking about our religious experience, our backgrounds. We were talking about the three hundred fifty thousand, probably largely children, who received this game. I mean, maybe I don't know. Do you genuinely believe a single adult would buy this game for themselves? You know. Yeah, probably. There's got to be a few. There's a few. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, we're in an era where, like, gaming, like, adult gaming was not what it is now, right? Right. It was still, they were still largely seen as toys and marketed towards children. Um, this game, so we talked about asking questions. This game, I believe, would cause a child to ask questions. Oh, Independent 100% of any sort of discrepancies in, in scripture. This, this game caused me as an adult who is relatively comfortable in his own non-religious nature to ask questions. This game is the Epicurean argument. Uh, for those not familiar, it's the, the first premise. You know, if, if we have an omnipotent, omnibenevolent, and omniscient deity, uh, then evil should not exist. The second premise being, of course, that evil does exist. Therefore, an omnipotent, omnibenevolent, and omniscient God does not exist. Uh, so right. we could just modify that slightly. Um, if an omnipotent, omnibenevolent, omniscient God exists, then Bible Adventures should not. Bible Adventures does exist. Therefore, therefore there is no God. <laughs> there is no God. Yeah. There is no God to allow this into the world. Um, true dog shit. You know, we're talking about, I mean, just... Stacked up against NES games in 91, if you were lucky enough to be on another platform in 91, you had even better options. Um, this game also was ported in 1995. Are you fucking kidding me? To the Genesis, the Sega Genesis. 95, we have the Sega Saturn and the PlayStation coming out this year. I was going to say, dude, do they just like to throw this game at the very end cycle of systems? <laughs> Uh, I just have to imagine, like, you know, anyone that has a Genesis at that point is probably just already just, uh, what I want to say, Frankenstein to shit. You know, you got, the, like, the CD, Sega CD on the side. You got the 32X up top. It's just, like, yeah. this precarious assortment of aging 
electronic devices and then just this fucking misshapen unlicensed genesis that uses a voltage <laughs> spike and you just like cram that shit in there and it's, a, it's the second genesis of theseus at that point <laughs> we're we're pivoting to a, a philosophy pod yeah i was gonna say we're we're getting really deep into it gang i'm sorry at what point with so many uh add-ons to your sega genesis does it does cease it to be the cease original to be the original <laughs> genesis yeah um yeah so this developer wisdom tree they continued to do this they continued to make these christian games uh they did a a wolfenstein 3d they used the wolfenstein 3d engine to do like a it's again a noah's ark themed game where you're basically like in first person shooter style flinging like sleep inducing fruit at the animals the upset animals on the ark to get them to i guess go to sleep um for 40 haven't played it for 40 days next that's a that's a real <laughs> strong fruit if it's not actually that long it's going to feel that long um so haven't played that yet and maybe next year uh, we got a there was a pc port released on steam in 2015 apparently christ so, alive easily accessible for all of you just hankering to have more if this game didn't quite satiate you so let's pivot into some narrative structure of these games let's uh, yeah. like we've been doing let's start with our scores first all right narrative structure i give it a four i gave it a seven. Oh damn all right so please let me explain myself yeah there is no story in these games, but the story that is in the games are is given to you immediately and slowly throughout. Right. Mm -hmm. You are given a better clue to what you're doing in these games than we got in either Freddy or Jason. Like every all three of these little mini games that we got, which I don't know if we've mentioned yet, there are three mini games. You've got Noah's Ark, Baby Moses, and David versus Goliath. Those are the three games that are in the Bible Adventures package. Three and one. What a three turds in the bowl. Three turds in the For bowl. The one. What a steal. But all three of those games start with a bunch of lore, and the lore is only continued. The only thing these games do is give you narrative. Right. Every time you get your little tablet health pickup, you are given another piece of scripture to enjoy. You're given either scripture or a hint as to how to play the game. The only positive thing I can say about these games is that the narrative is clear. I would agree with that. And that sucks. Um, <laughs> it does. It sets you up on each task. You get a little you get a little prologue to what you're doing, who you are and why. And then each game culminates with a short little cutscene of sorts your your baby moses floating down the river sure your ark rising up on the the floodwaters um and i've talked before i've been i'm usually pretty forgiving when it comes to narratives because usually my my running line is is it enough to get me invested in the task at hand and if so with a game like this if it does that already points on the board well so quick question yeah i i judge this based on brandon rules yeah, that we have established since, uh, I believe, episode three or four, it passed mm -hmm. in giving narrative. And that's the only reason it got a seven. Yeah, right. We're doing teacher rules, right? I, I gave it Brandon, Brandon teacher rules. 
Yeah, and for me it fails. Now, it does get me set up on the task, but here's the thing. There's an additional criteria I've decided to put on this game because it so poorly functions as a game and so misses the mark on any of the things it sets out to do, which who knows how in, who knows how much intention there was on the part of the developers to really make any sort of enjoyable experience in terms of a game. Oh, we'll be talking this about is a that vehicle in just for, a second. Yeah. To me, this is a vehicle for religion, for Christianity. And on that, narratively, it completely fails. It's not a total loss, but there are so many missed opportunities to do something interesting. Even we talked about just now, the scriptures you receive, they are rarely linked to what you're actually doing. Oh, they're, they're, sort they're of never linked to what you're doing. No, it's, it's fucking yeah, I guess horrible. I'm, I'm thinking they're just sort of like a, a grab bag mix of and God is great and whatever, right? Just pull my, from my favorite is, is that I think it's in the David versus Goliath section where one of the ones you grab is us as the whole, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel new evil because blah, 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 blah. That has nothing to do with David versus Goliath. And that's the thing. These are all well-known tales from the Bible. These are going to be some of the first things that show up in the, your Sunday school children's Bible, right? Right. And the fact that I am playing as Moses' mother, transporting him, I am playing as Noah, collecting these animals, and you didn't think to actually pull from those biblical stories and maybe tell a story as I go. It's right there. It would be so easy to do. Like, have a clear narrative progression from Scripture that aligns with what I'm doing and tells the story, tells the actual story. I, I just want to jump in real fast. Apparently, you're not playing as Moses' mom. Who are you playing as? His sister, Miriam. Oh, is that? Oh, man, I'm not. Is that who takes him to the river? I, I totally no, forgot. This is, this is why. Don't call me a scholar. <laughs> no, this is this is all according to Wikipedia, and it's all blue linked. I, I double checked all of this shit before we jumped on and started recording. Uh, apparently, Moses is the person you're playing as is not his mom. It's his sister, which makes it less invested. Huh. Okay. Well. <laughs> well. Sure. Yeah. Isn't this fun? Narrative <laughs> structure. <laughs> um. Yeah. So just that humongous missed opportunity, and uh, I don't think it. I mean, everything's just so fucking lazy, man. You know. No, I, I agree. so fucking lazy. I, th I, that's why I gave it the lowest version of a passing grade. I just, like, I would love to score this game lower narratively, but the fact of the matter is, it does tell the stories it needs to tell without me reading the Bible. Yeah, I guess I just keep looking at it as, I make the problem sometimes of looking at something and thinking about what it could be and focusing too much on that as opposed to just what it is and, and, right. and judging it on those merits. But I just keep looking at it as, okay, like obviously you know these stories if you are a young Christian child, you've been told them. And it's assuming a lot on the part of you to know these. And I think these stories are well enough and well known enough that most people would probably be able to tell you something about each one. Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, maybe this is narrative structure. Maybe this is gameplay. I was less familiar with David hunting down sheep. 
Yeah, we are really emphasizing his uh, background as a shepherd, are we not? Uh, yeah, at the expense of all. I, I was I was more familiar with him taking down a a a big gross man, and less familiar with him herding sheep. Mm-hmm. I was looking for that cut scene when he gets to hop over the wall and get get a little Bathsheba. Now that's that's an unlicensed Nintendo game. I would play that game because that's not meet that. Yeah, that's not meeting the ethical standards. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, Noah's Ark had a clear through line. I feel like you would know that story. You could understand that story. It's pretty clear cut just based on what's in the game. But the other two less so, like what are the stakes? Why, who are we fighting? Why are we fighting them? Or who are we trying to save baby Moses from and why? Do you it's just not, not as much there. Do you not think the introductory like text gives you what you need to know? Again, I think it gives me what I need to know if it were going to take that text and expand it into a functioning sort of narrative through line as a game and like drop more narrative threads along the way. You know what I mean? In terms of like the environments and the characters and some additional interactions. It's a fine setup. But for what this game should be tasked to be doing above all else, which is to communicate these biblical stories and to maybe get a child interested in the stories, um, I think it fails. Is that what it's trying to do? I guess. Because, like, for me, I feel like each individual game is trying to tell an individual story. And each of those... I, I, I don't... Dear God, I don't want to argue this point. I'd, I'd really like to just get into <laughs> gameplay. But I just want to clarify one thing. Like, I feel like I got more narratively from each individual story, and there are three of them, than I did from all of the Friday the 13th game. Hmm. And, and we are looking at this as an NES game, as opposed to anything further than that. I would say it even has more narrative merit than the Nightmare on Elm Street game. Really? I guess never underestimate the power of an interesting event or happening within the gameplay to bump up that narrative score. If it's sufficiently imbued with narrative and i guess the events in this game there aren't any it's what you yeah get no in the there, very are no, first, there are no events at all what you get in the first 10 seconds of each game is the entirety of the gameplay experience except for i guess david and goliath because in the final level of that you finally get your sling and you finally get this clusterfuck of enemies and you have some battling to do um but aside from that there are no happenings it's just you continue to do what you we're doing at the very outset and the fact that there are no like interesting characters or environments every environment is just copy pasted if it even changes at all sometimes it's like a color palette swap in in Noah's Ark it does not change yeah right you just you go into nighttime mode um yeah so that in a game in an NES era game that is part of the narrative experience are you taking me to new interesting places are you showing me new interesting things are you progressing in that way, and the fact that it doesn't progress, the fact that it doesn't communicate these stories, even though it's given multiple opportunities to do so, easily through these health pickups. And the fact that it's, I, I don't know what to assume on the part of the developers, but the fact that it's not really much of a game, well then, are you a vehicle for storytelling? And the fact that it doesn't do that either, the one thing it potentially could do very well, especially given the rich source material, uh, fuck off for... I'm sorry, you made a good argument, but you didn't convince me. (laughs) 
you did convince me to drop it to a six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about a six, six, six? I'm the little devil on your shoulder just bringing you down with me. Down here. It's nice and hot, nice and toasty. Nice and toast. So gameplay. So I have, I have one very important thing to say about gameplay, and this is coming from someone whose first system was the NES. This was just a shitty version of Mario 2. It was pick up and throw and jump. Like, you had, you had two buttons. One was pick up and throw, and one was jump. Yeah. It was, it was just a shitty copy and paste version of that, because they did nothing to make it special. They did nothing to make it functional. And they did nothing to make it functional. So, yeah. oh God, we're supposed to do our scores first. Well, you go for it. I gave it a three. All right. I guess I kind of broke this up into three parts, I'm realizing. Uh-oh. I'm, uh, very, I'm very worried now. Is this going to be like, <laughs> is this going to be like last section and we're going to just go at each other for 10 minutes? <laughs> um, I gave Noah's Ark a four. I gave Baby Moses a one. I gave David and Goliath a two. So we're at what, like seven out of 30? Um, it comes out to a, like that. a 2.8 or so, 2.7, so a three? Like a 2.3. Let's just give it a two. Fuck it. Because, I don't know, should we just like take this one by one? The thing is, you talk about the mechanics and general gameplay of one, you're kind of talking about all of them because they share mechanics, even though some Across of the games the board. don't really... Yeah. yeah. Um, Noah's Ark is, to me, the best, most functional experience in the three. It was the so, most functional. It was the least fun for me, but we'll get that to ooh, that see, later. Okay. Not to spoil it, but I had the most fun with this one as well. Um, you are Noah, collecting animals for the Ark. You are in a stretch of forest. There is a cave with two adjacent patches of forest on either side, kind of bookending the level. It's the only level you get until later on, the, I think at the very end. It turns to night. Uh, yeah. At the very end, it turns to night and you get a lantern. And it, I mean, that was the opportunity for some cool mechanics too. Like, oh, maybe when I jumped into, into that level, like, are we going to get interesting here now? Like, am I going to have like animals that are maybe attracted to or repulsed by the light? That, no, no, it's just, no, you, you, no, you just yeah. No. Um, but you, like you mentioned, two buttons, which NES controller, right? NES era. That's all you have to work with. So you can jump and you can pick up. And then if you hold the pickup button, which is also to throw. Uh, you also can run into a little Noah trot. And you just have to corral, you have to chase down and pick up all of these various animals, hop up the platforms, and put them inside the ark. I repeat, ad nauseum. Yeah, and, and only one animal, maybe two animals per section, actually takes thought. Like with the pigs, you have to bring them the, uh, the hay trough, and they'll eat out of it, and you can pick them up while they eat oh. out of it. No kidding. Yeah, what did you do? I just threw shit at them until they got knocked out cold and then picked up their... Oh, so you just beat the shit sleeping. out of things until they... I beat the shit out of everything. I was looking for some action, man. <laughs> yeah, so like I figured out the, the banana was good for the monkey and the hay was good for the pig. Yeah. And the cows just, they let you... Come on, get me, big boy. Did you ever you figure out the eagles? Right the eagles fucked me up. The eagles, it took me a while. In fact... I played this, so I streamed this game. 
um, the first portion, I did a Christmas stream this year. It was day after Christmas for me, but Christmas for y'all on, on the other side of the world. And I played this, and that was the point where I was just, I didn't know what to do with the Eagles because I was trying to chase down the Eagles that swoop down, and they'll, like, swoop down at Noah, and then if you don't get out of their way, they will pick you up and then, like, carry you across the screen and drop you into another random location. And it's such a pain in the ass. And I kept trying to, like, get them, and I would throw things at those Eagles and knock them out. And they would just die. They would drop off the screen and disappear, which other animals don't do. When you knock out other animals, they just, just fall the snakes. Asleep. Just the snakes. Yeah, that's true. You pick them up and you can take them into the ark. Um, I didn't realize there were other eagles, like, up in the trees that you needed to, to track down. Which, they'll hop from tree to tree, and they're kind of tricky. To You have to, like, jump from branch to branch and, like, jump on the same branch as them real quick and pick them up before they fly away. Um, so th- those were kind of tricky. There are a couple animals. I mean, there are, like, some of the, the predators, like your, your panthers and, and lions and stuff, they'll, and even the male, like the oxen, uh, they'll, bomb they'll like ram you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, usually you can just like find something like the, which, yeah, hay bales, like the, I went through any number of like ideas about what those things were because they just sort of, the first time you encounter them, it's just like this sort of yellowish kind of, you know, textured oh, the, the, bundle of things. Yeah, it's not a good graphic. I was like, is that a basket? And then I saw one on a tree branch, like, oh, it's a, it's a bird's nest. And then it wasn't, until, it wasn't until late game when you actually are tasked with collecting food for Noah's family. And you have to track down, like, bananas and grapes and stuff thrown by the monkeys and then some, like, wheat and hay. You that realize that it's like, actually oh, a bundle of hay. hay? I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. The thing about this is it's just... It's just that same experience. You're given like a set of animals on this level. You collect them. You put them in the ark. You go to the next level. You're in the same section of forest, same cave, same ark. You're collecting different animals. The animals change. Some of them do take a little bit of thought. Um, the, you get the nighttime rolling in, and that's kind of a cool visual effect, I guess, very slightly. It's at least something different. At this point, it's kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. Like, oh my God, I'm just so like... You know, oh, you showed me something new. You did something slightly different. Oh, I'm overjoyed. It feels good. It feels better than it is. I guess having the additional stressor of like, you got to hold on to Noah's lantern and pick up the animals. Um, and if you lose the lantern, you're in the complete darkness. And there are like occasional like strikes of lightning that would illuminate your surroundings. And you can maybe find your lantern or track down the animals that way. It was slightly interesting. The other thing you can do is you can stack multiple animals at a time you can like pick up several cows i think my record was five cows at once just like teeter-tottering over your head six and for then me no man you got to six hell yeah no man fucking swole like because you can like climb the trees and like jump up the platforms to the ark with all these cattle just stacked on top of your head it's pretty i mean talk about the power of the lord so the thing is the reason this is the most the most enjoyable experience for me. I was going to say, please tell me you're giving us a reason why this is so so much more enjoyable because it's uh, so... It's just, mindless. It's nothing for me. It is a nothing. It's mindless, but it's not actively infuriating. So it gives points there. Um, and I guess what this game sets out to do, it's mechanic, which is collect animals and put them in the ark. It achieves that way more so than the next two games, which what you're tasked to do, the mechanics it wants you to perform are so poorly executed gets nowhere close to being a functional like side scrolling platformer or doing combat 
in any reasonable way. This one, when I just did sort of like sink into that warm bath of just, well, it's a tepid bath. When I did that and just re- like took the game for what it was, a just very boring, very unchallenging experience other than those eagles. Um, it kind of, I guess I never really got into like these like farming sim kind of games like Harvest Moon and like Stardew Valley. It's not a game that I've ever really, you know, had any interest in, in doing, but I know people get something out of that. And I wondered for a second, like, is this kind of to a much lesser degree, but is it kind of what they get out of that where I have no. a, a checklist of to do's tasks, right? Harvest Moon to me looks a lot like I know it's much more than this, but tend to your animals do your farming, keep up your house or whatever. And like it had a sort of hint of that at times where like, okay, I got to like make sure I have enough food for the entirety of my voyage on this arc. So let me get my wheat. Let me get my grapes. Let me get some edible cows as opposed to the mating cows I got in the first level. And because it didn't want me to do too much, it wanted me to just collect. And the primary mechanic of this game is picking up and stacking things on yourself and then taking them to a different location. Yeah, it did that better than the next two games. And it was, I don't know that I had any fun, but it was more fun than the others. <sighs> All right. Well, that's, that's yeah. fair. I think you gave it way more than it needed. Like, I mean, a four. That yeah. just, it just, was nothing to me. I mean, none of these games really were, but I I don't know the. I love Stardew Valley. I love uh, Harvest Moon. I love a good farming sim. Um, mm-hmm. this to me was just there was a like you were fulfilling something and not getting anything for it. Not to mention the fact that the controls are garbage. The visuals were frustrating. The music was bad. We'll get into that soon. And it just, it was tedious. Oh, it's tedious. Yeah. Noah's Ark to me was a chore where the Mm. other two games were games. They weren't, they were not good games at all. But this, this was, you were, you're giving me homework. And I and I don't, I don't like it, but again a four I, it's a failure. Like you're not passing the class. Well, you <laughs> so. gave it a two for gameplay, or you gave all of them a two for gameplay. Total. That's what I mean. And I, I guess just I didn't want to like when I broke it down into three. I was thinking like this game isn't a zero. There is something, um, something functional here. So yeah, this is gonna this is sort of like booing up the other two for me. So the other two for me. I'm I'm gonna cover them both at once because they're the same fucking yeah, game. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, up until the David and Goliath last level, they're the same yeah. game except in Baby Moses you have to carry Baby Moses. It's a shitty platformer that stun locks you at every fucking yeah. turn. Yeah. And and at times it makes it so you literally cannot get out of being stun locked. Yes. And then you're thrown into the Nile River and you're fucking game over and you have to start the level over again. Truly enraging. So, I mean, maybe just to focus on, they are the same game. Like I said, the same mechanic. It's pick something up and in Noah's Ark, you're transporting it to the Ark. In these two, you're just transporting it to the right of the screen. You're right. picking up sheep as David you're, and getting You're going right. from the left of the screen to the right of the screen. In Baby Moses, you're carrying Baby Moses with you. If you get hit, yeah. you drop Baby Moses. If you get hit again, <sighs> you're stun locked. 
and they'll knock you a certain distance away. However, what you don't know is that the Egyptians will grab baby Moses and throw him into the river, and then you have to go mm-hmm. back to the beginning of the level to grab baby Moses again and take him across. It is infuriating. Yeah. It the, is. The fact that there are times where you are trapped between three tarantulas and two Egyptians, and they're all in the yeah. same in-game 10 feet of space with you, and they're just stun-locking you back and forth, and the Egyptian picks up baby Moses, throws him in the river, and they stun-lock you some more until your health is gone, and then you have to start the whole level over again. I spent so much time on these games that I did not need to. Oh, yeah. Did you know that you can just throw baby Moses past everything and then pick him up and go to the exit? I guess I knew I could throw him. I threw him a good bit. Never effectively, though. Yeah, get to the farthest cloud you can get to and just throw baby Moses from the cloud and then jump down, grab him, and go to the exit. That's a pretty good strategy. Okay, I guess I need to get back in there and, and try that one out. Don't no. do that to yourself. <laughs> do not do that to I'm yourself. Uh, it's what you just described. It's the like going up and down. It was always the worst on like any portion of the level that had like steps going up because you'd have like the spiders coming down descending. You'd have Egyptian guards coming up like from the left. Um, and, and then, then like, the little, another the little Egyptian boys jumping up and throwing a brick at your face. Yes, it would. You just be like sort of surrounded by them all. They do this like pincer move, and then you just right. You just get batted back and forth between them until either right Moses falls down in the river, or more likely, at least for me, I fall down into the water, which is an immediate kill. Yeah, Miriam can't swim. There's no you pop back up at the ledge next to you blinking like it would in a normal Nintendo game, and you just lose like half a life or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what would be expected. No, it is a full-on level over for you. Start back at the beginning. I, no, you know what? Three is generous. <laughs> Three is too generous. We're going with a two because I. the more I talk about it, the more angry I am getting. I was so fucking mad at being stunlocked in the Baby Moses game. The David and Goliath game didn't happen as much until the end level. Yeah, the end level is basically this entire game condensed into like one yes. section, right? And that's, that's how that's, this game felt. That's fine. One level, one level being super hard is is fine. But Baby Moses, all of them were just stunlock after stunlock. And I actually sat down and played the I think it was the second or third level where you start out with two tarantulas right underneath you. And they, yeah. they they fiddle. Yeah. They don't follow the same algorithm. They don't. It is randomized. Yeah. They will straight, like, I, I thought maybe, maybe there was a chance where it was an algorithm and they would both just go to the side and leap off the screen. No, mm-hmm. they knock my ass off the screen half the time. I would wait for them to leave and they wouldn't leave. I was yep. so mad at this fucking game. I Yeah, that, that I think we're talking about the same level because in one of my 57 attempts to get through that one, um, at some point I did realize like, oh, if I just like hang out here on this ledge that I start off on this platform, the two spiders, spiders will leave fuck off. 
and they do like I don't know sixty percent of the time. But then every once in a while they like jump backwards and they'll like jump up and hit you and knock you off and knock you um, right into the fucking Nile. This is a section. So you start off on a little little platform. Moses is down below you. He's in, he's as soon as you start, the spiders are encroaching on him. So you either have the option to wait, like we tried to do, and which was sometimes successful, if the spiders decided to act that way. Or as quickly as possible, pick him up. He's right at the edge. You have to immediately jump onto another section where there is a disappearing slate, a disappearing bit of floor yep. that it comes towards you and then moves away, and you have to jump over it. If you're standing over top of this chasm, you would fall down to your death, except it's not a pit because everything else in the fucking game can just stand on top of it. Yep, and except for you. Including except for Moses. You. Yeah, except you. And the tarantulas and the Egyptian soldiers. Yes, you can pick up Moses while he's resting on this black slate, and he'll be fine. And as soon as you pick him up over your head, you're fucking dead. Um, because they just didn't give a shit. No one gave a shit. Fuck this game. Um, it's just a lot of that, and it's just so, like I said, it's just so frustrating, unenjoyable. It's like six or seven levels at the most, this game, and it just takes six. hours because the only way I got through it, it was by the sheer, I don't know, is this an argument for the existence of God? It was. It felt like a moment, just a miraculous moment, where I played it like I would play like Sonic the Hedgehog or something. Pick him up, run full blast, and just jump wildly. Just keep holding right and hope that you're timing it randomly to just jump over everything. Oh, you just full send it. You just full send the whole thing. All the way to the finish. And I did that a number of times until finally just, you know, I got lucky the amount of times that i just everything. straight up yeeted baby moses hoping that he would get near the end and i could join him in the future uh, okay okay yeah any game that just encourages you to just get wildly get through it as quickly as possible um <laughs> any game that encourages it. you to pray you can make it to the end by running fast i guess it's a christian game yeah shitty game um i guess more variation within its levels than uh Noah's Ark, but the fact that they all equally suck, fuck off. Worst game. Yeah. And David versus Goliath is basically the same fucking things that you find. It's a little bit of Noah's Ark and a little bit of Baby yeah, Moses. Like a marriage of the two. It's there's nothing special there. We don't have to talk about it. We can move on to visuals. It's, to just encapsulate real quick, it's you are David the Shepherd for 90% of the game. And it's sort of a variation on it does, like you said, it is a marriage of the two. Um, you are carrying your sheep, but to like the destination is all the way to the right of the screen. So it feels like you're sort of progressing like you would in the baby Moses game, except it is sort of this self-contained level. It really is more Noah's Ark than it is baby Moses. There is real, no real progression. It's the illusion of progression because the, the footholds up the platforms up to the upper level that you need to get to, to carry the sheep and be at a height high enough to reach the end goal. Uh, it right. feels like a traditional level in that sense, but you kind of have free roam of the whole area. Um, I will say, just to talk about the final level, because that's where it distinguishes itself. Fuck me. The falling rocks? The thing is, this has all the frustration of Baby Moses, but it's multiplied like tenfold because you cannot just run wildly to the finish. Um, you are ascending vertically. You are, for the first time in this game, outfitted with an actual weapon. You have your sling, David's sling. So you are required to combat enemies. And at first, I was thinking, 
oh man, like finally some action, some combat, and I was overjoyed. But fuck me, the arc on that sling, the arc on the rock, it it goes up so high, it descends at such a far off distance that you have to perfectly situate yourself at like this perfect distance from an enemy to have any hope of getting it correctly. And the fact is, like so many of the enemies are, because you're ascending for most of the level, they're above you or below you. You don't have a crouch. You cannot at all. Yeah, it's all a jump. Like, you cannot adjust the arc of your rock. Some of the enemies are invulnerable. They're on platforms that you need to ascend to, and you have to stand there and then time it to the next platform. But you've got falling rocks, these boulders that talk about the stun lock. They clusterfuck like all the spiders and Egyptian guards combined. It's just chaos. And you've got this other like little, I don't even know what kind of critter it was. I didn't, I looked at it Scorpion. for hours on end. Okay, it was, that's right. Scorpion. You are, I forgot. Fuck it. Uh, who cares? Um, and you got that like coming towards you. And then you got like the guards, the, the enemies, the Philistines or whatever. And like they got their spears and shit. And then if you kill one, it's gone. But because it's NES, if you like jump, and then jump back it respawns and you just have to keep going up it's fucking chaos it's so annoying i just save scum the hell out of it it was still a slog and then you get all the way up there and there's this shield bearer enemy and that's kind of tough because he's got his shield and you gotta like that's when the arc of the rock really was an issue for me because to like situate yourself in a place where you have this limited ground anyway you're like the top of a mountain and he's rushing at you and you can't jump back because there's not enough like there's no space there's no way to like backtrack and then he knocks you down and you fall all the way back down through the level and have to start the ascent again and you do all that and then just i think another random just good luck he fell off the mountain i think i don't think it was a whole lot of doing on my part yeah you can you can knock him him off the mountain with a couple of well-placed slingshots I don't remember what I did. It, fuck it. My brain was getting smoother by the second with this one. Um, then you fight Goliath, and it literally just a one-hit KO if you hit him in the head. Yeah, you just aim for his forehead, and he's fucking that. dead. Yeah, you throw a couple at his feet, and he's like, am I doing damage? Do I have to, like, knock him? Oh, but I know the story. I kind of wonder. I knew the story. If you don't, is it, like, more difficult to figure it out? But pretty soon, like, you just jump up. One shot in the head. He's dead. The game just is over. And with all these games, they just, like... And they do have like the slight cutscene on some of them, but like they just boot you back to the main menu. There's no like thank you for playing, congratulations, credits, nothing. It's just back to the menu. Here's some more because it was so good the first time. Yeah, uh, have another go. Fuck that. It truly frustrated me. Um, these last two games more so than Noah's Ark did. So they were the worst experience in a just collection of just terrible experiences. And it doesn't help that, oh, god damn it, you always just read about these biblical characters getting, like, anointed in oil and some shit. It's just, we haven't talked about how fucking slippery all these characters are. They're all just fucking covered in oil, slipping around like they're on ice. And god damn, if David wasn't the, the worst one to have that happen to, because these little platforms are going up. And just slip and slide and fucking Paul Simon all the way up to the top. God damn it, fuck, let's get to, just get out of here. What, how do we feel about the sound? <laughs> Sorry. It's just we're on we're we're going toward visuals now. But uh, okay, fine. Those also suck. <laughs> just uh, the rage coming off of you is uh Mortal Kombat Mythology's level. Oh fuck. 
Oh, vi- visuals. What what was your score? I didn't know that fucking hay bale was... I thought that was a basket. I thought it was a nest. What the fuck are these things? Uh, three out of ten. Uh, <laughs> what is what is anything? It, it, I don't know, man. I guess it's passable. Like, I gave it a five because it was just passable. <laughs> yeah, I, I say passable. It, it doesn't pass. It doesn't do anything interesting. It recycles the same environments. It, it color swaps them. And it's not like the, the stock and like the main level is any good to begin with. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm in a forest. I guess it tracks. There's an arc. Um, that's a river. I, I don't know. I, I think. <sighs> okay. The reason I gave it a five yeah. was because all of the enemies and all of the animals were noticeably different, including the birds. Like they could have made the bluebirds and the blackbirds the same. Instead, they made them different sizes and different shapes. I guess you're right. But also, I I... also the tarantulas with the googly eyes made me strangely <laughs> happy even when they <laughs> fucked my life. If I could have stepped outside of my rage, I think I would have also enjoyed David's, like, death animation. He gets the big old, like, googly cartoon eyes. He does, and just sort of, like, yeah. Flails off screen. Well, they all do. If If they all really die hard, if they die by an enemy, they all get the big googly eyes and the, the side-to-side shoulder shake. And they fall yeah. straight through the screen like a Mario would. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, it, it doesn't pass. It's just right on the verge of passing and failing for me. You got me rethinking a little bit. Okay. I knew what I think all the animals were without having to be told. Maybe I didn't know what the panther was supposed to be at first. I didn't know the difference between the cows and the oxen because guess what? There's no fucking difference in cow and oxen. There is no male cow. Thanks, Frederick. Appreciate your research. (laughs) Right. Um, Okay. With a few exceptions, but most of the animals like, oh, I know that's a toucan or I know that's a, you know, a pig. Okay. Yeah. David felt like David looked like David should look. Um, Hmm. What a tan man in okay. white underpants. When it was <laughs> I don't know. He had the sling. Fuck it. Uh no <laughs> Not until the last yeah, level, just... Brandon. Okay. I don't even know. Yeah. What am I trying to say? Um maybe three is too harsh, but also this game is from nineteen ninety one. Like when we talked about other NES games, right? We had things to say about like the, the they made, colors and they made Ninja Turtles and we could barely recognize <laughs> David. <laughs> Or I can't base. tell if that's a nest or a hay bell. I don't know how much of that is user error. This is a late game. It is still an NES game, but like it, there's no. I, we talked about like the nice scrolling effects on like Friday the Thirteenth, and like there's just nothing here. It is the most basic ass like the background. Design. The backgrounds are absolute dog shit. the 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 level design is absolute dog shit. There's no question there. I put that toward. I put that toward my two in gameplay. Um, all right. Visual wise, uh, yeah. yes the the color swap on a couple of things that let that led toward its failure. But something that it did that Friday the Thirteenth didn't do, I could recognize all of the enemies or or your your uh, antagonists or tasks that you needed to complete outside of the cows v oxen because fuck off I don't know four I mean I, I'll give it a four I don't know. I'll give it a four I, 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 <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> uh, who who knows any who cares <laughs> who's counting <laughs> i i'm counting actually <laughs> you are this is your job this right? is my job to count <laughs> you're the numbers guy thank you i appreciate you uh jesus dude there's so many different notations on this sheet uh, <laughs> sound zero zero you really sound. you gave it a straight zero i've never given a zero to anything i'd give it a negative can i give it a negative no we we decided we remember we discussed this we can't i we gave did. it a, i just I, i'm i gave yeah. it a one <laughs> all right a zero to me it would have been better if the whole game were fucking silent because i'm not going to call this music this is not music this is um torture it's fucking against the geneva conventions it's yes. horrible that the only reason i gave it a one is because there was actually sound but yeah i guess my thing is like it's so grating i, I mean i thought the, i thought the friday the 13th that little loop was going to be the worst of it no this but is at least this is, is the a, worst a melody this is the worst music I've heard in a video game ever, I think. It's like someone just fucking, you know, doing a little like, how do I describe this in like auditorily? It's like picking two keys on the keyboard and just kind of like, you know what I mean? Flicking at them, the both of them back and forth. Um, gang, this is, this is Bo speaking to you from, from your ear holes. We normally would play the sound from the video game. Oh, we're uh, doing it. Let's play it. No, don't. I, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, sit back, everyone. Uh, relax. Make sure you're on a really good sound system. Here we go. Look, if we had to deal with it, you, you, you got to get a taste. I am I'm so sorry. sorry. This I is really, what you signed up for. I really thought we weren't going to do that to you, but I guess we, we are. Um, but now you understand our scores. <laughs> okay, so there's that. There's the, what they will try and tell you is music. And it's the same on every fucking game. Every fucking game, every level. It doesn't change doesn't change the only sound the only difference in sound you get is when you pick up a, a health stone that gives you some bible verses and that is just a rapid monkey typewriter yeah beat boots oh and then there's the uh there's the title screen which is bach right yeah it's Bach. which actually doesn't sound that bad oh but it's not enough the, yeah the rest of the game is such a negative that like even if that you know uh chiptune version of this music is somewhat enjoyable uh it that that brings it up to the zero for me also like there's just no attempt to make the animals sound like anything you know there's, you never know no like sound. are they growling no or mooing no. or they just make these sort of nondescript like it's worse than the in like you know like the original like pokemon in the game boy where they'll have these like weird shrill like yeah like groans. It's, just, it's like and that was that a bulbasaur animal? is that a pokemon yeah. sound yeah, whatever. It, oh fuck. It's like that, but just n a worse than the worst sounding Pokemon. It, uh, the sound is bad, gang. It's is what bad. we're saying. It's it, bad. It, again, it would be better if it just was a, a silent game. 
Okay, so let's we're doing something a little bit different this time for fun factor. Yeah, I guess I kind of did it with my gameplay, right? Brandon yeah. has asked, we are going to give fun factor for each of the three games, and then we're dividing our scores by three. So Math Boy, hello, is going to do a little <laughs> bit of work here. So we're going to start with Noah's Ark. Brandon, what was your fun factor on that one? 3.5. I guess everything is about a four for Noah for me. You had to go to yeah. a point five, you asshole. It's okay, I'll even it out. Just wait. I gave it a one. Ooh. All right. I was so bored, man. Just collecting shit and bringing it to stuff, and I don't... I, there's no reward or, like... It was all of Harvest Moon, Animal Crossing, or Stardew Valley with none of the reward system, and I... I hated that. Yeah, again, I guess I covered it before. Like, it it didn't actively enrage me to the degree the other two games did. Um, it was mindless, sort of. I guess a couple moments. I was... I don't know what to call it. Do we, do we have a word for this in English? I, I don't know. It's sort of like... I don't want to say I was pleased. I wasn't pleasantly surprised. I wasn't even that surprised. I don't know. Any word I, I, I think of is, is too much. It's giving it too much credit, but I did not expect to be able to be carrying all this cattle on my head and still be able to like climb a tree or jump around. Oh, and so you were surprised by the silliness second. of it? Like the It was kind of silly and it was like, look, we're giving you a lot to do here, but it's not like trying. Like, sure, just like stack the cows up as high as you want to go and then just hop around. And you know, that's kind of fun for a second. I, I think guess. this is where you and I deviate a little bit. In, yeah. in our video game taste, I would rather be infuriated than bored. Ooh. And Noah's Ark bored me immensely. Okay. I think generally if it were a functioning game, yes, I agree. Like, But it would be a different kind of infuriation. But I guess this game was homework. I mean, it was homework, right? We assigned it to ourselves. Yeah. Um, we didn't want to play this. We did it for all of you. Enjoy. Um, and... I guess at the point where I was going through these games at, at every point, I would rather have the sort of easygoing, mindless, boring experience of homework as opposed to the homework that like causes me to really struggle and take time to perfect a skill to finish. The I just want to get the homework done. I just want to turn it in. So, yeah, huh, I that's, get it. That's what I got. And All right. Again, we we just I don't judge I I didn't judge this as a game. It's you know I judge this as a game as little as possible because fuck it it's it it doesn't deserve to be called such it, it for most of the time it rarely doesn't. Uh, um, yeah. um, okay. So baby Moses, point five. There we go. And I evened it up for you there. Zero point five. Emphasis on the zero. Um. Why why the point five? There was a moment there where just by accidentally fumbling with buttons i realized i could pick up baby moses and i could still pick up the guards and the spiders because it's the same fucking mechanic from the other games so i had like this moment where i was just like running along carrying baby moses and spiders and, and egyptians and uh that was kind of funny I, I got a chuckle out of that that was fun i gave it a four <laughs> okay <laughs> you thought that was a lot funnier than i did i guess <laughs> that and i despite all of the horrible stun locking that I I dreamt about. Mm -hmm. At least I thought there was some clever platforming. 
like the bouncy areas that shot you up in uh-huh. the air pretty good. Like Yeah, I jumped past most of those. Yeah. <laughs> there were area there were areas of that game where I actually thought were save me, please, a little fun for what we were covering. Okay. It failed on all things, but there were some instances of genuine fun. David and uh, Goliath. I, uh, mm, mm. Um, one. I don't know. It, it, like, again, I guess I had the nose arc thing going there for a second. So, like, and it wasn't until the final level. It wasn't the continued rage. It was just rage condensed into one section. Um, so it was a little more fun. And I guess for the brief ten seconds before I realized how awful it was to use the sling to be equipped with some sort of form of attack was oh my god. I, we have something going here now finally um i had fun at first there was the promise of fun for a moment and uh better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all i guess you know maybe better to have had a moment of fleeting or potential fun and have it snatched away than to just have other games that don't give you it at all i don't know anyway one well i get i gave it a two yeah uh because well i wasn't super impressed by it but I still kind of enjoyed some of the platforming in the earlier levels. Okay. Um, this may be our new floor. It is for me, I think. Yeah. Right? Like I, I, this, I, that this, zero is going to that zero is going to do some damage. The zero hurts. The zero <laughs> hurts it a lot. I can't remember. <laughs> I cannot remember what listeners please at me. Uh, I can't remember what mythology sub-zero was uh let's see i have all my show notes here um well i gave let's see i think i gave mortal kombat mythology sub-zero two in gameplay five in narrative four in visuals five in sound and one in fun factor so so what we have here what we have here for you is four two four zero and a 1.5 so we ended up walking out with a 27.6. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. It's not good. Well deserved. Stay far away. Keep your, if you, if you are a Christian and you have Christian children and you're thinking, let me, uh, I'm looking for like a way to do some outreach. Like already you're NES, you know, no, um, probably something more recent is but just don't even consider this this is going to drive them far away from the arms of jesus speaking of um so based on this experience you sourcing jesus man i haven't sourced jesus since i was six years old so i'm I'm not planning i'm not planning on it anytime soon uh but i do have a question for you so bible adventures was the the idea of bringing the Bible to the nerds, right? Like, hey, let's video gamify what... Uh, Hello, fellow kids. Yeah, let's video gamify some, some biblical tales that will pull people in. This did it bad. hmm Just between the two of us, do you have one or two ideas of a Bible story that would translate well to a video game mm, and what would it be oh. like i have i have one 
You go and ahead and start us off. I'll, I'll start us this. off, and then you give me one, and we'll go back and forth. Just just for one or two. The Trials of Job. Okay, and what what's the mechanic? What do you you are Job. I'm glad it's that and not a torture simulator from God's yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you have a... Uh, you start off kind of RPG style. You have yeah. constitution, charisma, um, wisdom, intelligence, so on and so forth. Like you have your 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 scores and you basically have to go through and complete tasks and make saves to keep yourself out of the devil's grasp. And just watch your stats steadily decrease. It's like the inverse RPG. You just lose everything. <laughs> well, <comes>. yeah, you <laughs> lose. You slowly lose your stats as you yeah. you constantly try to do things to raise your stats. Okay, it's like a it's like a subversive sim. Yeah, that's. I mean, there there might be something to that, right? Like you you're acquired as a player. It would be so. Um, unrewarding maybe frustrating as a player experience but it's like an interesting idea to like usually in games you are gaining abilities skill trees going through a skill tree right like finding power-ups or whatever to aid you in your quest and this is this would be one like we're gonna steadily pull things away from you and you have to fill the gap with your own skill right um huh okay i mean the obvious is like to do something as jesus just because the powers right the inherent powers of like an RPG is uh, Jesus, an RPG Jesus. I mean, I don't even know what we'd have him doing, but just like think about what the things at his disposal. First of all, if you are low on health, you can just like spawn fish. You know what I mean? You automatically increase your charisma score if you turn water into wine. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or right. Or if you're trying to get pat, like if we're doing MSIM stuff, you know, you could just get the guards drunk. You know, they don't even realize they're drinking wine. They're, they're just like sipping on water um until they pass out you know think of the things you could do i was thinking just like in terms of powers right you're walking on water you know um yeah there's something there i don't know what we'd be doing as jesus though we'd have to like embellish i mean we could be talking about like sort of the sort of gaps in what we're told about his life maybe he maybe he got into some some rumbles somewhere we had I mean, some action happening you know christopher moore talks about that a lot and in uh in his wonderful biblical satire or we could like um i don't know play through one of his parables here we go we got a we got a camel we're trying to guide it through the eye eye of a needle we've got like a series of needle rings. it's like flying through rings it's superman 64 no it's like you're a camel it's like portal you have (laughs) you have to you have to solve all of the jesus puzzles oh my god it that, you have that a, is a funny idea, though. You have a camel and the eye of a needle, and you have to figure out how to get the camel through the eye of the needle. Oh, man. And it's like a, a you know, a long sort of like uh, mentally challenging experience. And at the end of it, you just on screen, it's, you know how hard that was? Well, it's harder for a rich guy to get into heaven. Exactly. And it's just like the ultimate teaching tool. Now, we got it. Hey, hey. Trademarked. Yeah. TM, 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 TM. All right, what you got? What's next? Uh, we kind of shared that one. <laughs> you got something ready to go, though? Something in your quiver? So I, I had one. I, I'm not entirely certain how much I, I like it yet. <sighs> okay, so I like the Noah's Ark theme that Wisdom mm-hmm. Tree did. But let's go full Stardew Valley. Okay. You have a giant fucking boat. 
full of two of every animal. You've got you, Noah, your wife, your family, the your sons and their wives, and you can assign them to different areas of the boats. Oh, okay. Your job is to keep all of the animals alive and from murdering each other. Mm-hmm. Every day is 10 minutes real time. And you have to make sure everything gets fed and watered and taken care of in that time. That's nice. I'm imagining like a like a dino park tycoon kind of thing, but like yeah. from from the side, almost like the uh, the the Sim Tower perspective. Have you ever played Sim Tower? Yes, I up? have. So I had a second one, uh, and this will Is be it? this will be my last one. Sim Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, we were we were going different routes. There. I was about to say, oh, are you thinking a uh, Sim Tower of Babel? Uh, you have the darker pick. Okay, I did. <laughs> <Would> you, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> I mean, mine. Mine, even when you win, you get to the heaven and then God just destroys your shit and then game Can over. you make it so Sodom and Gomorrah are not smote? Uh, okay. Wait, wait, so what are you doing? I have what no you, idea, man. A, is this like an RTS where you're, like, you're trying to like, I don't know, corral yeah, I, your I, I think it's an RTS. murderers and rapists? Uh, like, okay. You're just like controlling the... You play the, the, way, you play uh, the chief magistrate of each city. So you're fighting off the angels? No, I think you're trying to fight off the... I, I think you're trying... Oh, God, maybe you're a vigilante in one of the... Oh, my God, I have it. It's, it's the new City of Heroes. Yeah. But it's City of Heroes, Gamora. And you are a biblical superhero, and it is your job to take out all of the villains of Gamora so that it doesn't get smote by the Lord. Smited. Smoted. So basically you just kill everybody in town, right? You just like... I'd, I don't know how... I don't know how bad things were. Well, God seemed to think they were pretty bad. Well, he, he, al- just... he also <laughs> said, hey, let's flood the whole fucking planet. I'm sure there were a couple of babies that were five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were the offspring of the wicked. They had to go too. You yeah. have to throw the baby out with the ba- with the bathwater. Don't you know that phrase? You always throw the baby out with the bathwater. You always throw the flood the, water. You always yeah. throw the baby out with the flood water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, man. We are alien- we are alienating point, like- so many people. <laughs> Uh, I didn't really have I just immediately Sim Tower saying oh Tower of Babel there's another tower and like you manage the Tower of Babel you get it higher and higher and higher and then we do a spin on it you win if you get to God but he's trying to smite you he's trying to tear it down the whole time so you have like natural disasters knocking at the uh, the supports of your tower and you have to like maybe fix those and repair stuff and as soon as the tower is tall enough for you to spit in the face of God he gives you a thumbs up and says hey good job Game yeah. over. Game over. Uh, enjoy hell. Yeah. Um, okay. So, huh. The other idea I had. Oh, is it your turn? No. I, I, after that- my last one, I don't think I should talk anymore. <laughs> 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 We're not going to pivot from podcasters to game designers, huh? No, apparently uh, not. I don't really have anything. You just said that, and I'm just like, what are my favorite biblical stories uh, or characters? Um, I'm a big fan of Judith. If you do, you know Judith, the book of uh, one and the same of the book. Yeah, she um basically like she's her 
town is being uh, sieged by the Assyrians, and uh, the menfolk aren't doing their their duty. Of They're course, not we are. Yeah, off. sure. <laughs> Sounds like us. Um, so they got like the the enemy encampment, and she decides she's going to take matters into her own hand and sort of uh, gets into that camp, like um, ingratiates herself to the the general, Holofernes. And uh, kind of, you know, gives out the vibes like, you know what I'm here for, right? And gets him really drunk and then cuts off his head and escapes. And it's just a cool, badass character, cool, badass story. So maybe like Thief the Judith story? Well, yeah, see, I thought like you have an opportunity. So like we, this Bible Adventures is three games in one. What if the, uh, the initial part of the game is like almost like an MSIM style like, you are interacting with different characters. You're trying to get your way into the camp, but maybe you have different ways to get into the camp. Maybe you like take a stealthy approach. You're looking for like, you know what I mean? Like um, weak areas in the, the fencing, or maybe you have high charisma and you're just going to go up there to the front guard and persuade him. And then you have to like maybe get a disguise once you're inside the camp. I don't know. Um, it's taking some liberties with the source material, but I mean that it didn't stop uh, wisdom tree. We do so, that all the time. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then you actually have to get to Holofernes, right? And you have to convince him of what you're there for, that you're not there to fucking cut off his head, you know? And then, I don't know, do you have like a, a head, like do you have a decapitation minigame? That's kind of that's gory and brutal, but it's, I mean, that's the source material. That's the thing about the Bible, right? It's so grisly and nasty, some of these stories. What if, like, what if you were just a tax collector and then you get stuck in a tree? <laughs> um i'm gonna need to hear more but already i'm thinking maybe there's still more fun to be had than (laughs) noah's ark and the rest that did happen right that happened in the bible (laughs) you gotta wait for it you just need a a firefighter to come with the ladder and get you down. He's, you're up there with the cat. <laughs> a tax collector and a kitten and a firefighter all in a tree. <laughs> that sounds like the beginning to a joke. A tax um, collector did get stuck in a tree in the Bible, though, right? What is that one? Zach, Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus? Zach, Zacharias. Our boy Zach? Yeah, our, our big bo- our big tax collector boy Zach. Right, 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 right. Zach, um, he wanted to see Jesus, right? Yeah, he couldn't see him. He was too short. So he so, got stuck in a tree, and he was a tax collector. Now, do you play the ascent to the tree, or do you just start off like you no, get a you start off in the collecting tree. taxes? <laughs> you start off collecting taxes. Yeah, and that levels you up, and then you get strong enough to climb the tree. Yeah, and then and then By, finally, uh, finally you get to where other... <laughs> Jesus is, and you you have to find the right tree that you can climb. And then it's it it becomes where's Waldo, and you have to find Jesus in the crowd. Yes, yeah, pick him out. I love this. All right, we got so many. <laughs> you know, I wonder if Wisdom Tree has like the is that name up for grabs because the company went under, didn't they? Hey, they Square Square Enix, your boys come at us. We're right here. All, uh, all good, all good ideas. All ideas. All ideas. Better ideas. Yeah, (laughs) there are certainly ideas. (laughs) Other ideas that we have are maybe you should talk to us on our social media accounts. 
Yeah, we're done. Let's get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, God, you can contact us at our email, which is where we would love to hear from you at sourcenotfoundpod at gmail.com. We're also on the Instagrams and the Facebooks at the same name. And, you know, if you want to support us fiscally in any way, shape, or form, our Patreon, Source Not Found Podcast. Check us out. Starting February, we'll be doing Patreon patron-specific or exclusive uh, episodes once a month. So maybe you'd like to check those out. Brandon, what are you doing on Twitch, my man? You referred to me as a scholar in the beginning of this episode. As I will uh, always. You should never. But if I am to be a scholar in something, it seems that I'm gunning for becoming a scholar of uh, shitty games. Because uh, So this month is Jankuary. It's a self-imposed punishment. I don't know why I decided to do this, but just sometimes a lot of my decisions in life are guided by puns and wordplay. So, Jankuary, a month-long exploration of janky games. We, um, we just, oh, God damn it. Uh, we just finished Superman 64. Yes, we will be discussing that game on this show at some point because I finished it. I don't have to play it, but I'm going to make you play it. Uh, we're going to f- find... <laughs> and hopefully our friendship can withstand it because, oh, my God, to inflict that on... It's like the, it's, uh, it's like the ring... I played it, and now I have to make someone else play it within seven days or I die. And Superman, or Lex Luthor, comes out of my TV and drags me down to... He drags me, like, through a wall. We clip through a wall, and we're just stuck there for all eternity. Cool. Uh, maybe the worst game I've ever played. If you thought Bible Avengers was bad. Well, fuck me. Um, so, yeah, we did that. We started off with a real doozy. But just every five followers that I get on my Twitch channel, we uh, unlock the next game on the menu. There are some real winners on the way. So come by and see what's next. Uh, And speaking of playthroughs, we have just launched our YouTube channel. So you know the deal, YouTube.com, but on the back end of that, at SourceNotFoundPod. You can start going there. Uh, We're going to archive. We have archived all of our episodes thus far, and we'll continue to do so if you want to listen on that platform. And anytime from here on out, we're playing a game on the show. If I decide to stream it, which I intend on doing for all of them in the foreseeable future, um, I'm going to just post the long playthroughs on there so you can enjoy the full playthrough of right now we've got castlevania 64 there already um bible adventures i'll probably do some um abridged versions of upcoming games as well we do have a sort of a greatest hits shall we say of the friday the 13th experience on there as well um i did not stream sub-zero good didn't think to do that at the time yeah that's not there that'll never be there i'll never play it again don't ask for it and uh yeah so come on by the youtube um hope to see you there and uh, Patreon-wise, we have uh, a new player has joined the shout-out tier. 13th Horseman has joined in. Welcome. So glad to have you. Welcome. Hello, friend. Has joined in with... Jacob Spindell, Susie Daggs, and Frederick Vivor. We got a party going here, folks. Come on in. Friendship. And gang, it's it's a new year, it's a new you, it's a new me, it's a new us. It's a new source not found, but it's not that new. Because you should still check your toilets for Freddy Krueger and watch out for those white vans with clowns in them. Stay sinning.